Guys, is Mercury in retrograde? Because my headphones just shocked me. Oh, I'll tell you because I have I have my astrology calendar. Like right technology's been weird all day, and my headphones literally just shocked inside of my ears. No, Mercury went direct on the first, but the new moon is tomorrow. Because all day technology has been very strange with me. Yeah, no, Mercury's fine. That's on you, babe. <laughs> Ow, Meadow, my fucking headphones just shocked me. I'm so sorry. What the hell is that about? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But there is a new moon tomorrow. I will be making a guide. So I'll keep you uh, up. <laughs> I better so get some sorry. powers from that. Damn. I'm so sorry. That is funny. <sighs> well, hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> wh- which intro are we doing right now? Well, hi. Coming hi. in hot. Coming in hot with my apparently radioactive... <laughs> ear canals that was so weird sorry to say but it's this episode is full of a bunch Mystical. of witches yeah, yeah exactly it was too bad she was just communicating the, everything that happened while we were recording when my whole thing went off yeah and yeah yeah there was yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. we're too much for technology we're too much for technology we're too much for technology you guys <laughs> i am so freaking excited about this episode. This is such a special episode that's so close to my heart. Today we have on the one, the only Anne Louise, who I'm so excited to introduce to you all. This woman has been like a second mom to me my entire life. We go way, 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 way back with our families. I was raised with her like a second mom. She's my honorary godmom. Her daughter is my best friend, soul sister, separated at birth vibe person forever. I have learned so much from this woman. And so when she agreed to come on the podcast, I was just so overwhelmed with joy and gratitude because I have been so blessed to witness her greatness my entire life. And Mm. anything, any sort of introduction into manifestation, into hearing my own voice, into trusting my own voice, that really came from my conversations with her at a really young age. And she would explore that with me from a really young age. And so I've been so blessed to witness this magic my whole life. And that's why I'm so, I'm so excited I could explode. And I'm so glad that Meadow finally got to meet her. Oh, we've only been talking uh, about her for how long? (laughs) Yeah. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen photos of me with her daughter, Sophia. And I mean, we spend like every holiday together and this is family. This is family. This is family. This is a real, real family episode. It was such a joy. Truly one of my favorite episodes of all time. And Mm. jam fucking packed. This one goes out to all of our spiritual girlies, but truly anyone, any belief system, any modalities, you will find so much comfort in this episode and feel so held by this episode. Oh my gosh. It was, let's just get to it. I mean, we do this every week. Tell us the bio. Enough of us. Let me tell you a little bit about Anne Louise if she's not your second mother, so you can get to know her. (laughs) Anne Louise is a visionary entrepreneur, author, speaker, executive advisor, certified master hypnotherapist, and positive psychology and meditation expert. Okay? Get into it. For Mm -hmm. more than 35 years, she's provided thousands of people with the tools to transform their lives through interactive workshops, lectures, and individual sessions grounded in positive psychology and spirituality practices. Hello, right up our alley. Mm-hmm. She's worked with over 100 businesses to achieve value creating results through in depth team building, negotiation training, and other executive consulting services. Many acclaimed community leaders and business executives warmly refer to her as a soul catalyst. 
which is like the coolest term of all time. She uses in all of her work, she uses a layered understanding of spirituality, metaphysics, and the psychology of human behavior and relationships to empower all of her clients to navigate complex challenges and access their inner knowing and basically just enable them to create their soul empowered lifestyles. And she is also a businesswoman. She's have over three decades of experience in domestic and international marketing, sales, management, CEO of a global insurance company. The woman really does it all. Does it all. She also has two books, which we get into in the episode, Power Wishing, Invisible You, to equip readers with a blueprint to heal and live authentically. And we really, really dig into all of these concepts today. This episode was really just such a toolkit when it comes to the power of language and manifesting the life that you desire and deserve. We got into everything from obviously the power of languaging, how to get more specific and clear with your words, but all while keeping it simple. That is what I love about her so much is that usually throughout my life historically, every time I've gone to her with a problem, she's like, what, What? this is so chaotic. And why are you overcomplicating it so much? Just simplify this, please. Just and how much it's so funny because we had this beautiful conversation with her. And I think it was maybe the next day on a walk, you and I had like mm-hmm. a strategy team V meeting and it felt like our clarity was 2020 vision. We were yeah. like, Oh, this is out. There's resistance here. This makes sense. This feels easy. Like it mm-hmm. helped us so much, so fast to gain so much clarity on yeah. like, keep it simple, stupid. If it makes sense, it makes sense. Keep it a buck. Like, stop resisting. Keep it a buck. It's, it's great. And that, and, and this episode just really digs in to all of that. We also talked about identifying our non-negotiables, which I think is so fun in the conversation of boundaries. Yeah. There's so much to get into this episode. I honestly want to shut up because I need you guys to hear it. But if this conversation was interesting to you, if any of it resonated, be sure to pick up a copy of her book, Power Wishing or her book, Visible You, which she co-authored with her daughter, Sophia. And make sure to check out her website, thisisannelouise.com, for upcoming workshops just to stay on top of everything that's going on in the world of Anne Louise. And we will put all the links in the, I always want to say the description below. What's it called? Our show notes. Also, the magic of bringing family into it is that we've already roped her into coming back. So as <laughs> questions come con, up, you guys. it's all a long con <laughs> to just get Anne Louise to be involved in anything we ever do. But so as questions come up, please, we have a space on our website that you can send us a little message, DM us, send a Raven, whatever you want to do, because she's already going to come back to do a Q&A. We're going to, we are cooking up some fun ideas with her. So there's going to be a lot coming. So please, as those questions come up, shoot us a little message because she will be around TMV town. She's our fairy godmother. Let me just tell you right now. She's our fairy godmother. Absolutely. We're going to get comfy cozy in this episode. So buckle up. And enjoy it. Enough of our voices. Fun drink. Yeah, enough of us. Get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy our episode with Anne Louise. I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And. (laughs) Was that gimmicky (laughs) enough for the people? (laughs) I woke up, can I tell you, with such a (laughs) smile on my face. (laughs) <laughs> because I'm so excited that we're doing this and I'm so grateful that you're here. And it was just, it was like a very surreal moment because Meadow and I have been doing this podcast for two years now, but I've this is the first time that I feel like family has been yeah. really included in it. So this is nice. really special for me. So I'm really grateful. Thanks. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. 
And I'm proud of I'm what kidding. you're creating. You know, you're, you're doing something that you're passionate about. And I think that is the wealth. Okay. I want to dive in with you because we have a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover today. We start every single episode. We ask every guest, what Ooh. are you currently unpacking? You could take it however that means to you. Yeah. But define to me what you mean by unpacking. It means something that you're moving through in life. It can be light. <laughs> it can be small. It can be a whole lot of things. Well, it's been a year. Yeah. I think I'm moving through accepting some things I don't want to accept. Mm. Mm. Losing my beloved partner suddenly, losing my sister a few months after, and both being there as they took their last breath. Mm-hmm. I can say that with my work, 40 years I've been doing this work, and death is a huge part of it. I lost the father of my children, which Gabby knows. Gabby's, you know, her mom's my sister, she's my girl. And just accepting it. And I'm sure Meadow, you can understand and, you know, we can all understand. And, and I'm, I think this is where it's at. I am allowing myself to be in the process of unpacking mm-hmm. without speeding it up, without sitting here in a sense of denial or I wish, or I could just really being in a place of allowing myself to be in the process Instead of rushing myself, instead of doing a checkoff list, which is I'm very goal oriented. I'm a businesswoman besides other things. So, you know, you got to, and I feel very supported by my children to also just be able to, you know, and your sister, Gabby, to be able to just be in a process with it Mm -hmm. and nobody pushing me to feel differently. Mm. And that has been so safe to unpack Mm -hmm. your morning and your grief and past the morning in grief, it is the loss of people you enjoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can understand physically, you know, metaphysically, it's all energy and all these different things that I even lecture about with death. And, and, and it's absolutely true. Consciousness transcends the physical. Absolutely. All of these are true, but there's a presence that I'm mourning mm-hmm. of the loss, the future. So with this unpacking, I've learned how to have friendships differently because I'm Mm. in a different place in my life. So how friendships are defined right now is not the way it was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting that, you know, I'm growing all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm growing all the time, just like you guys are at a different stage. You know, it's a different, but it's, it's, it's so painful on so many levels, but at the same time, there's a sense of joy. And I was walking a couple of months ago and I was thinking about death and I was thinking about mourning and I was thinking about all these different things. And then I was thinking about, you know, my beloved and I was thinking about how I missed him and all these different things on our routine and our walks and blah, 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 and the dogs. And then I was thinking, and it hit me was if you don't move forward in joy, then there seems to be a lack of trust of the way I loved you. Mm, that is beautiful. Oh, you nailed yeah. it. I have yeah. chills just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Really. And so when I go to that place, I think, mm. where am I at with this? You know, trusting that someone loved you and you spend so much time together, my sister, or like, 
no, I'm going to trust the love that we've shared to be yeah. the foundation that pushes me forward in a gentle way. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, right. And not that rush means- to a finish line or to the other side or to whatever that means. Yeah. I, I'm going to try to not get distracted by death because you know, it's our favorite topic. <laughs> yeah, but, mine too. <laughs> we're, <laughs> but we're so synergistic already. This morning, I was just thinking about the rush to heal because my mother two days ago got a pretty major surgery mm-hmm. and everyone has been saying, oh, you know, I hope she heals fast, like heal fast, get better soon. Mm. And I thought about that in the emotional sense too, Mm -hmm. of like, why do we need to heal fast? Like, Mm -hmm. why can't the process just be the process? Like, there's no rush to get through it. Like, I rather have her, you know, feel out, take her time, move slowly. Like I rather, and I was thinking about how that translates emotionally. I think that's such a beautiful unpacking that there's no rush to get to an end point. Cause that end point's just going to keep moving anyway. Right. Like that doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. And you know, I don't know if it's only about healing. I think it's also about, on some level, we call in these experiences for ourselves mm-hmm. to be able to experience another expansion of ourselves. Like, mm. Gabby knows, you know, in, in the end of September, we got hit with Hurricane Ian. So, my house, my business, boom, and then these deaths. And then, my, I mean, you just go like, what? So, I know the work that yeah. I do works because I'm here. And I'm yeah, smiling and it's exactly. genuine and it's very sincere. Yeah. But I wouldn't have been able to know another part of me without these experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we yeah. live for, right? We're yeah, not yeah. living for the checkoff list. And I was thinking about you all this morning in my meditation. I was thinking about what we were sharing. First, total state of gratitude. So thank you. Same. Same. Very proud of you guys. And, and I realize that we all go through different things. My pain is no bigger than yours or less. It's what I am experiencing based on my past and all my stuff and my stories. Nevertheless, you know, we were talking about languaging, you know, that was one of our mm. conversations we had off. And I was thinking like one of the, if there's one takeaway that I like to give your audience is when you language whether it's words, whether it's your thoughts, and it all starts with your imagination. I don't think people really focus enough on how they're imagining something. Yeah. Are you blessing? Are you cursing? Mm -hmm. So in a way, you know, even with those that passed, you know, I could find myself cursing them, even Mm -hmm. though I love them and cursing that they're not here and not doing it saying, oh, I cursed you. It's more like, you know, and I was like, whoa, I'm not blessing it. Yeah. But I allow myself to be in that place. It's really mm-hmm. about the awareness. So I think a lot about language is when you language something, are you blessing or are you cursing it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a cool distinction. Okay, that's before it. we dive deep into mm-hmm. the nitty gritty of language, give us a quick, you've been doing this since you were 14. Give us a quick background of how this found you, how you found this path mm-hmm. and what you've been up to ever since. <laughs> Well, that's a lot. I'm old Uh, in a good way. Um, 14 was my first formal teacher. And some of your audience, they're probably too young to know S training and forum and all these different things that he was a strong pioneer of that. And so I had the opportunity um, to be in his workshops. I was the youngest one for a long time. Had all these old people, 40 and 50 years old, crying over their parents and crying over all this. And I had a pretty challenging upbringing for different things. And, you know, I just didn't want to be that person crying over things Mm. as I got older. And 
really I had a lot of empathy for these people, but I just didn't want to be that person at that age. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, when you're 14, 15, a 50 year old is really old. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I learned the gift of forgiveness and I learned how to define forgiveness at a very young age. And I learned how to be angry. I didn't know how to express my anger because there were consequences to that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, so I, I repressed it a lot, which had other behaviors. So I, um, my born and raised in Miami, you know, didn't really like school. Didn't really, I'm very dyslexic today. The, if I was the student in school, they probably would have, you know, highly medicated me, put me in a special school. It's fine. I was blessed to have parents that taught me that you just learn differently. And that's the way I trained my brain. But I wasn't interested in school. So anyways, I seemed, I was known as maybe being in trouble. So I was lucky to meet this guy who was a, who was a teacher for my mom. And uh, he taught me a lot. And I started to continue his work when I was 18, my first workshop. I'm now 56, be 57. And it's been a long time of doing the same work. And I feel like the point of difference with me, with other amazing teachers, is that this is my lifestyle. It's not mm -hmm. separate from me. I built a family. I've built a business. I've built a life with these tools in this foundation. And it's keeping me, I just shared a, a bit of my last year mm -hmm. with so many things happening and not being distant from it, holding someone and they're not breathing. You know, I mean, this is real. Mm -hmm. And there's something inside of us that's so powerful, but in a very gentle way that if we build more on what's inside of us, we're going to be very pleasantly surprised on how resilient we are in a way that we're still connected to our world. We don't need to detach to survive. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I've learned how to be more connected and through the work. So I've built business, family, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but I'm learning all the time, a new way to approach things. Your age group is lovely. And I learned so much from you guys, like even to put on a computer sometimes, thank God your sister was here. I'm like, I'm in panic mode. My, my daughter came last night to make sure the mic is set up because I'm in a new place now, a new apartment. Cause I'm like, Oh my God. And so, you know, so we exchange a lot, but I also, so I've had to shift a lot in some ways on the way that I present my material, but mm. my work is the same as it was when I was 18. Mm -hmm. It hasn't shifted because when you work from a foundation of what you love about yourself and you mm. strengthen that and you learn to that, that defines you. And then you embrace others in your world based on what you love about you. You're only going to connect more with what they love about themselves. And so mm. it's a lot more harmonious. You don't seem to have, feel divisive with stuff, mm -hmm. but the world is challenging and yep. the world has its own PR system and you just have to sit back and take time to be alone. And I think that's something that a lot of people just don't do because mm -hmm. they have so much social media. I did once a couple of years ago, um, I took a survey on some of my workshops. How much time do you spend without any outside distraction? I mean, music, Mm -hmm. the phone, the background mm. of TV, how much time a day do you really spend just quiet? Maybe just cleaning without any background noise. Yeah. 
I think people maybe said five minutes in the yeah. car. You got something going on. I would I imagine that. Yeah. yeah. I don't have TVs in any of my homes for a long time. Mm-hmm. If we want something, we pull a projector, you know, and mm-hmm. we look at it because you have so much knowledge inside of yourself. You have so much and nobody is really taking the amount of times, not nobody, but when people feel that they're overwhelmed, it's all the noise. You got to decompress the noise. Yeah. So my year has been my year and, uh, you know, I have books out there. People can read a little bit more about me. I'm not really, you know, I just feel like I'm just having experience just like everybody else. And I've just chosen to make this my focus because I'm really passionate about learning about people and sharing Mm. for them to be supported with the best of themselves and embrace that Mm. and connect to a higher consciousness. You know, that Mm -hmm. was the other thing in my meditation is we're having these conversations and you're more than just a human being. Mm -hmm. You're not a robot. You're a spiritual, energetic being having a physical experience. Yeah. Now that is powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, that is just amazing. And, and drawing from that, whether you meditate, whether you take walks, whether you draw, meditation can be defined in many ways. Mm-hmm. Whew, you draw from more of you outside of your physical. It's mm-hmm. very powerful and life mm-hmm. becomes easier. Yeah. It does. There was so much in there that I, I felt like I had little movies of my childhood playing Mm -hmm. as you were talking. And something that I wanted to share with you was, I mean, I've, I've known you since, I mean, since the day I was born, like you've Mm -hmm. been in my life and you have remained so consistent Mm -hmm. because although you evolve as a human, as we all do, you just shared some of the things you went through in the last year and how that continues to illuminate parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. The essence of you has remained exactly the same. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's because I was blessed to meet you at a point where you were so clear on who, Thank you. who that was. Mm-hmm. And I've learned so many lessons from you in terms of just not being afraid to actually feel what's mm-hmm. going on, which mm-hmm. is a daily battle, which Meadow knows I struggle with, but it's fine. We work on it every day. But whether it's that or just believing in my own innate abilities or even just simplifying the language that comes out of my mouth and the way that I speak to myself, that Mm -hmm. has been something that I always remember you talking about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, your book, Power Wishing, which I'm holding here, which I've had (laughs) for so many years. I mean, this book came out what, 2014, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time I ever heard about anything anything manifestation, anything visualization, anything co-creating, like that was, you've been my first introduction Mm -hmm. into all of this. And by the way, for everybody listening, everyone knows I'm, I went to Hoffman and love Hoffman. This woman Mm -hmm. right here is the reason that any person in my family has gone to Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) We can all thank her for that. Mm -hmm. But this book talks about all these things that were so new for me. And I feel like we're so new at the time to be speaking about in the way that you were Mm -hmm. speaking about. Yes. Yeah. And language. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. and talking about mastering what you call like our vibrational language to, Mm -hmm. to give us the life that we want and to meet us Mm -hmm. at that frequency. What do you feel like is the biggest mistake that people make with their language Mm -hmm. in terms of manifestation or even just the way that they move through life? Worrying about that they're making a mistake or just the mistake. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's simple. There's more frequency on worry and stress Mm. Than 
stepping back and saying, wow, I'm just really worried that I'm going to make a mistake in the way I talk or the way I say something. And then taking a step back saying, well, why am I worried about this? And usually it's because you're an extremely sensitive, compassionate, kind person that doesn't want to offend someone, doesn't want to hurt their feelings. And then you got to go to another level. Well, would I hurt somebody's feelings? No. Mm -hmm. Am I a malice person that has intention to just like rip into them? No. Mm -hmm. So what are you worried about? Or are you worried about that somebody's not going to accept you for who you are and you want to make sure that they have enough information to validate you? Well, then that's another conversation mm -hmm. because then you really don't trust your relationship with the other person to be yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So that you work on trust. So it's, it's something that it just if you just take a minute like we did and just kind of go, oh, you know, I just don't really trust them like I think I trust them. And that's mm -hmm. about me. That's not about them. So who, who are you having a relationship with if you're really not yourself? That other person doesn't even have a chance. That's how I let go of people pleasing was realizing it was a form of control. Like I was yeah. kind of projecting this narrative to try to get accepted and I wasn't letting them make a decision about my authentic self mm -hmm. and I wasn't being my authentic self. So whether I got that validation or not, it wasn't validating because I wasn't being me. Right. So mm -hmm. I felt like I was controlling myself and, and almost taking away someone else's autonomy to make a decision about my authentic being and when I relinquished that or kind of pieced that together, that was how I was able to let that go. And you attracted different people into your world. Mm -hmm. Significantly, mm -hmm. significantly. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, it, so when we, after we let go of the worry, how, what, what kind of tips or where do we start with learning to speak the language that matches the frequency of the vibration we're trying to call in? So first of all, going back to, are you blessing or are you cursing? Mm -hmm. So just right there, because you could be in a very heated moment. You can be talking with some people in a coffee shop and, you know, they're gossiping or they're saying something. And then you can just right away just say, am I blessing this conversation with the way I'm sharing or am I cursing? Mm -hmm. Right there. It's not overthinking. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. easy. I think that it goes back to a little bit before. When people take a moment, and I suggest you take at least 10 minutes before you get out of bed, super easy, 10 minutes. Don't get on a device because once you start yeah. with the device, you've already allowed somebody else to program your outcome. Mm -hmm. You haven't set your stage. I call it stage the day in the book, but you haven't mm. set your stage. Yeah. And if you just play a little bit in your imagination, you know, I want a house. Don't worry about the white picket fence. Don't worry about the color. Don't. How are you going to feel when you walk in that door? And just play like we were as kids and just daydream and just play. And if you do that consistently, but just free and you let it go, you get up, you get dressed, you go play. You've already anchored something in your mm -hmm. system. So naturally you will start languaging in a way that is bringing it more to you. I think people got to just take a little bit more time and play with what you want to manifest. So give me something you want to manifest. Okay. I'm going to say it's slightly different than yesterday because I it's already fine. learned one lesson. <laughs> I am trying, I'm manifesting. Ah, okay. Go I ahead. already slipped up. I already slipped up. I am manifesting a new apartment in a new city. 
so funny when people talk to me and they know what I do. They're like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I really don't mean to say it like this. I, what I mean to say, and I'm like, can you just shut the up and just talk to me? How am I going to know how you really feel if you're so worried about what you're saying, right? Literally. Everyone, for everyone listening, yesterday I said, I'm trying to manifest. And Anne Louise immediately was like, okay, try out the window. There you go. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done. So I would just, so go back to what you were saying. You were, want, you would like to? A, a new apartment in a new city. I'm moving cities. And I'm really focusing on manifesting what that new home will be when I get there. Can I ask why you're moving to another city? To be with your girl. I think it's, it, I Well, there's the more point. than that. There's, there's a lot. So that. Don't blame me. I, I'm moving to a city that I never thought that I aligned with and didn't envision myself there. And after sitting in meditation and having these visions and kind of letting that from the subconscious rise, I realized it only makes the next sense, the next step for my career. I, have, I would have so much access to my community. I'm isolated to, from my community where I am now. Okay. So just to play, we're just playing. Okay. Yeah. So we're playing. So all that you just said has nothing to do with the way you want to feel in the city. Yeah. And so you already got to the point that this is where you want to be. It doesn't matter the rest. It doesn't matter how you got there. It doesn't matter why I am here. And this is where I am. And you know what? Moving to the city just makes me feel I can be close to someone I really love. Mm. Maybe more than one, but I really love. And I just feel like, I don't know, when I think about moving it makes me feel like I just have all these different opportunities in front of me and it makes me feel really exciting. That's exactly That's how it makes me feel. That's the tiniest shift That's, and it's, it's the makes tiniest such shift a difference. and it's exactly how it makes me feel. But that's such, that's the perfect example of like my language wasn't matching how I actually, like you said more in alignment with, I could feel it in my body. Like I felt my spine more resonate with your words than well, my that's words. all, but the thing is, is that because you guys are so loving and hypersensitive to how other people feel, you yeah. know, for what you do and that you want to make sure you include people and all this stuff. Really, you gave me your story to justify your choice. Yes. I was about yeah. to say that. To defend it. You took the words yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. I feel like I move. And, oh my God, this is what put me back in therapy recently. I, <laughs> I really feel lately as if I've been recognizing just being the youngest in my family and just, you know, the structure of my family dynamic and also just starting my career as an assistant and as an intern and, you know, having mm. to be very grateful to be in every single room and making myself a fly on the wall. I feel this sense of I, needing to justify and ask for, for per, ask for permission every step that I take. Mm -hmm. And it's that justification of even when I talk about my goals, I feel like I need to, which really are these manifestations and these dreams and these wishes. I feel like I have to give the most bulletproof reason and explanation as to why those are my dreams. Well, it's going to be really, really, really challenging to manifest them right. under that type mm. of like this suffocation energy. Mm. Well, things go through their process. You mm -hmm. know, it's like when you start dating someone, it's like this bliss and it's all great. And then all of a sudden you start to say, well, you know, I just think he's an asshole. He didn't call. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. And all of a sudden, you know, but, and then it balances out. Mm -hmm. So the thing is you guys are going to, you guys are getting it right. 
Mm-hmm. You just be in your process. Mm-hmm. And then when you acknowledge there's something that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just done with that. Just be done. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is sometimes people overthink, do I understand? Should I be done? Should I think of, oh no, gosh. when you're done, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Just cut, just cut out the commercials. You're already making mm-hmm. a choice to move there. Done. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you, you know, what was your process of thinking about it? I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't ask mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I said, simply said, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And you gave me all this justification, which mm-hmm. is bad training. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just bad training in, co- in a community setting. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just cut it out. A lot of work that I do with people, especially in the workshops, is they need to understand why. Well, right. I don't understand a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I do this for a living, besides yeah. having businesses, besides doing other things. But I am very interested in my emotions. I like that I'm an emotional being. I stay focused on wanting to keep that sense of gentleness and vulnerability, you know, even mm-hmm. in times that I don't understand. And so sometimes we put so much focus on understanding something that's already understood. You already went Mm. through the whole exercise of moving. We're using that as an example. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more to talk about except how you want to feel there and how you're going to move forward while you're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you keep Mm -hmm. going back to the other piece of justifying what happens to your energy, it gets pulled back. To what has already been resolved. The Mm -hmm. same in relationships. Look, if you have healed with your partner over something, don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say time doesn't exist. Let's say it doesn't exist at all. Okay. Who knows about time? I has a whole other conversation that can be really lovely. Meadow will join you on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once, baby. Let's go there. (laughs) I think it's really cool. But let's just say for a moment, time doesn't exist. You're languaging something is what gives time its existence. So Mm. when you pull something from the past and you keep on it, you just brought it as your present. And this isn't new information. The thing is, but energetically is exactly what you want to do. So if you're with a partner, this is the easiest thing. And you guys that have been challenged over him leaving his socks on the floor, you know, you have a choice. Either you leave the socks on the floor and you ignore it, or you keep bitching about it, okay? Mm -hmm. But once he's resolved it and he no longer leaves his socks on the floor, you don't bring it up again. Right. Mm -hmm. One day the socks are on the floor. You've got to act like it's a new thing Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. else you're going to compile it with the past that you've already resolved instead of just cleaning it up. Hey, babe, you forgot your socks. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry about that. Nobody's going back into the drama. Mm -hmm. But... People bring their past and they bring it in to the present timeline. And mm-hmm. then they wonder why they repeat patterns. You don't need a lot of therapy for a lot of stuff. I think therapy can be very positive. But I would like to see that therapists do not keep people in their patterns. you got right. to replace a pattern with what you want. Right. And move on. Because we don't have time to be in fetal position half our life. We've got a life to live. We've got yeah. to get up. We've got to get going. And we have to pay attention to things that we are doing. For example, if there's a challenge for me this year, I can only speak for myself, is what were some of my anchors? Well, I have two dogs. One is Sophia's that I have, you know, usually the mom is given the dog because the 
kid doesn't want to take care of right. it. Well, I took the dog. Right. And this dog, I, by the way, is a human being. Those eyes are not dog eyes. He, he is just, <laughs> mm. but purposely it, I had to get up every morning. I had a responsibility. Mm -hmm. I had to show up for the dogs. I couldn't stay in bed all day. I had to get up. I had to walk. I gave myself a minimum of five miles in the morning, a minimum of 10 miles a day of walking, regardless. That was my non-negotiable. So whether I wanted to or I didn't want to, I could do nothing else for the rest of the day. But there was something in my energetic system that I am doing something routine that is showing I'm alive, I'm healthy, mm -hmm. I'm feeling good. And so I ask people sometimes, what is your non-negotiable of a routine? You need something that your body is, that can depend on some type of consistency, yeah. mm -hmm. something. That's why they say when you go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time, there's something about our body chemistry that we have to train a little bit mm -hmm. better. Yeah. So the other thing is when you go back to language, I just wish I could give everybody a magic wand and just wish away the stuff you don't want. Mm -hmm. Don't make it so heavy. Because we make that such a big part of our life and the stuff that is working, we don't think we can really pay attention and appreciate it until we fix what's not working. And that yeah. is just a myth. I'm, I'm geeking out again because, of course, mm. the alignment's so real. Last night, the, I'm reading a Thich Nhat Hanh book. And the chapter I read last night, the mm. entire chapter was about how the past and present only exist in relation to the present. The present moment is what makes them exist. And so I love everything you were saying. I want to go back real quick because I have a question about imagination and play. Yeah. Because I know I've been in this place before, and I'm sure there's listeners that do not have a regulated nervous system, are in the middle of a trauma, are yeah, new to this work. And I think it's really hard to access your imagination in that place. So I'm wondering if you have tips to like how to come back to that. Mm. You are using your imagination. Because mm -hmm. when you don't feel good, when you're in a dark, you know, we call it the dark night of the soul. We've all yeah. been there. Yeah. It's scary. It's mm -hmm. so scary that sometimes I just tell people, just hold on like a bad roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. Just know the roller coaster is going to come down. But in the, on the top of that ride, it feels like for sure you're going to fly out of your seat. Mm -hmm. There's no security and you're just going to die. It's just over. But if you can just hold on to the ride. And when you're holding on to the ride, and this could just be a few minutes, push yourself to go to one good memory of something you've enjoyed. Mm. Anything. It could be playing in the grass, running around free as a little girl. If you know you're going through a challenging time, pay attention to what pictures you have around your house, what books you have around mm. your house. What are you mirroring back to yourself as a reality? If you can't get your own reality clear and it's distorted with your imagination and what you're feeling, totally understandable. Look what you're facing around you. Mm. Do you have beautiful, look, well, obviously I have a, some close relationships with crystals around here. That would be another tour. <laughs> Whether it's a 600 pound crystal, I an 800 pound. Oh, it's really, you haven't it's been able to see a lot in the house, but there's quite a few here. But they bring me joy. So I make sure I have things flowers in my mm -hmm. worst day, I went to go buy flowers. Yeah. Mm. So there are things that we can do that are very simple to bring us a sense of beauty that we're looking at. Mm. 
So if we can't find certain things inside, what are you mimicking outside your world? Mm-hmm. Is there a picture of someone that you just had a breakup and it's all over your house? Well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Pack them up. You don't have to throw them away. Why do you keep on giving your, see, we have neuron cells, you know, we, we mm-hmm. mirror neurons, you know, we're mimicking everything. So as soon as you look at that, you're going into a download of memory like this that is yeah. being awakened in your body. Why do you need to awaken what doesn't feel good? It makes no mm-hmm. sense. That's mm-hmm. not the way we heal. In my book, mm-hmm. we heal on loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, love heals mm-hmm. and it really works. And you know, the other thing, if people are going through a very difficult time, a couple of things that I would suggest. One, literally write down who are your safe people? Mm-hmm. Where do you feel safe emotionally? Write down their names. The second thing is do your best when you're not in such deep trauma to really take a moment to go to one of a best memory, a happy memory, or look at a favorite movie that brings you there. Like get lost outside of yourself mm. because your body doesn't know timing. It only knows mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. tell it. So mm-hmm. something that happened at five years old that you always remember when you first started to ride your tricycle or your training wheels and it felt so powerful, you know, I bring people back to a moment in their cellular memory of how they wish to feel by pictures. Mm-hmm. We strengthen the picture because the body doesn't know if it's happening now or at five-year-old. It only knows what you tell it. So when people are having a challenging time, Pay attention to where you're going in your thoughts because you are using your imagination. You're going to the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You mm-hmm. are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the best thing to do is distract. Not with drugs, not with alcohol. Try not to do that because it just fragments your soul. And mm-hmm. it's really challenging to get yourself back together. But don't make yourself wrong. If you have a moment or two, just realize where do you want to be? I want to feel mm-hmm. whole and complete. I want to feel a sense of joy. I want to have peace Where do you go for that? And if your mind is too much noise, go to a great, what they call chick flick. Go look at two people, (laughs) romance, silly, stupid. And you're like, oh my God, serious. Well, you just distracted yourself from anchoring more what you say you don't want. We speak too much about what we say we don't want and we don't help support ourselves with what we really do want. And sometimes mm-hmm. we can't get out of our minds, so you got to distract. You talk – so this morning, I was looking at the book, and I did what you did yesterday before our little pre-call, and I just sat with the book for a second. I closed my eyes, and I was like, show mm-hmm. me something I need to know. Just show me something I need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did what you did, and I just opened the book, and it was exactly what I was thinking about, and it was a section about an awakened life. And mm-hmm. it really reminded me of – my time at Hoffman when I was 22 talking about just living your life on autopilot Mm -hmm. and how real that feels for so many of us. And there was, this section was sort of talking about, I'm glad that you called this out because I feel like sometimes it's often skipped over and we get a lot of questions about it of people being like, what if I don't know what the fuck I want? That's right. What if I don't know what this next Mm -hmm. step in my life, what if I don't know what I want my career to look like or my relationship or even my relationship to myself, what if I don't know? Mm-hmm. And you point out, it's fine. That's perfectly fine. But how do we get to that place where we can hear ourselves clearer to figure that out when the noise can just be so loud? 
pay attention to what you've surrounded yourself with. Just look at your house. Mm -hmm. Just look at things that you love. Like you, we are so clear. We just stop paying attention. Yeah. Mm. Period. If you look around your house, you know, look around your house. Mm -hmm. You love beautiful books. You love certain subjects. That right there starts to tell you what you love and what you're drawn to. Mm -hmm. You don't need any kind of personality test to tell you what you are. I mean, they're fun mm -hmm. and they're great. And some people use them in companies and that's great. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you pay attention yeah. to your world, mm -hmm. you know, I love books. I love writing and it's an irony because I'm dyslexic, you know, so <laughs> I usually have to have a good editor who I challenge because the way I process <laughs> is I start at the end and then I back yep. up, you know. <laughs> So they're like, well, that's not the way. To, I said, that's the way I do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I look around things that I love. I've been collecting crystals for over 30 years, little by little. And it didn't start out as a business. It started out as a passion. And mm -hmm. it just evolved. Mm -hmm. Listen, you want to make a lot of money? Do what you love, mm -hmm. period. And what is a lot of money when you're happy and at peace? Yeah. It's different needs. It's, yeah. have, you, have you heard of the book, The Psychology of Money? No. Okay. So I'm lovely. Gabby's on it right I'm now. On yeah. it. I'm like, I'm about to finish it. And it is, so it's exactly about what it sounds like. It's a psychology of money, but it's so interesting because this, one of my big goals for the last year was to really start to embark on my financial literacy journey. Mm -hmm. And so I was reading all these books about investment, about saving, about high interest or high yield savings accounts, like all these different things. And it, I was starting to get really fatigued. And I had had this book in the back of my brain and then a podcast that I really love, Diary of the CEO, brought it up and I was like, that's right. I've been meaning to read this book. And I picked it up and I was flying to Miami and I read the majority of the book on that freaking flight because mm -hmm. I couldn't put it down. And it's so interesting because it talks about our habits and our behaviors surrounding money and it makes you really pay attention to the way that you spend and like what was happening in the world when you were born during that time. Um, and, and, and not looking at others as crazy because they spend in a different way than you or they invest in a different way than you. But it's been an interesting moment to force me to slow down and think about what I genuinely want and the way in which I want to feel with the concept of money. And I'm wondering if we could dig in a little bit further to what I was just asking you about, about when we don't know what we want. But what happens, <laughs> speaking from experience, how can we start to disseminate the feeling of I've grown, so there's discomfort with that change and growing into who I am and feeling like a discomfort around maybe what someone else is telling you to do, which you're like, mm, does that resonate? Are they right? And I feel uncomfortable because there's change coming or do I feel uncomfortable because it doesn't sit right with me? Does that make sense? The way that I phrase yeah. that? Yeah. Well, listen to the way that you have been talking. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's totally understandable. It's fine. But not once did you use the language I choose. Mm. It's, I want, I want, and I want wanting is very similar to the same energy as needing. It's very needy. I want, mm -hmm. I need, I want, Hey, look, I'm choosing to be financially secure. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to finding more opportunities to have clarity on that. That's mm. gentle. That's saying very mm -hmm. similar to what you were saying without mm -hmm. all the hoopla. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know we something? Love hoopla. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Don't, and hoopla, don't we all get wrapped up in the hoopla? And hoopla makes a lot of money, you know? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. yeah it does. Keeping people yeah. in a state of confusion is a big business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, the way I feel about it, when I, just even this last year, but I spend time with myself, you see? Mm-hmm. So I have a foundation and, and I feel like, Gabby, you in particular, you just play, you know, not, not really investigating why or how or what. It just kind of just get a couple of magazines out mm-hmm. and just intuitively see what attracts you. And don't even pay attention to the pictures you're pulling. Just, I used to do workshops on collages. Now they're very popular, but I built businesses on it because I realized that if I had a group of people and I'm saying, okay, these are the goals. But then I thought, whoa, we're going in different directions. And I grew coming so fast by sitting people in a room and saying, okay, give me boards. Hmm. And I look and I'm like, that has nothing to do with what I just shared. So we would work on the same pictures. Mm-hmm. collaborating to have the same vision. I'm very visual. So for me, mm-hmm. that helps. Same. But the way that it was done, if you're going to do something, is you get a bunch of magazines, get 10, take a deep breath, kind of just put on some good music, and intuitively just rip out what attracts you. And then lay it out. Not thinking, total intuition. Lay mm-hmm. it out. Don't paste anything. Leave it there. Wait two or three nights, Mm -hmm. go back and look at it again, Mm -hmm. see how it feels. A lot Mm -hmm. of times I read these collages, my, one of my favorite workshops to do, and I read them for people. I'm like, wow, you really love that relationship, but there's only one person in this whole collage (laughs) (laughs) and people don't realize what they're, what they are projecting. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just play, there's gotta be more play. Yeah. And I feel like when I worked with a lot, when I worked, did a lot of work in New York and I did a lot of, you know, very, very beautiful, interesting people that have very interesting lives. Um, I said, well, how, they, they started to worry about things. And I said, but how did you get to the success? I just, I just loved it. But mm-hmm. now it became such a part of their identity yeah. that they stopped the playfulness of it. You guys started this in a very playful, loving way. Hey, mm-hmm. what if? Okay, cool. We have nothing to lose. We have everything to gain. Now, all of a sudden, there's attachments to it, which is fine. You're an adult. Yep. There's certain things that you can be responsible for, but don't overdo it. Don't Mm -hmm. over-dramatize, you know, what you need to do. Choose. This is the base that I financially, so I'll figure it out. The base Mm -hmm. is $10, let's say, a month. Let me just put that aside. So you know what? Let me put it out there when I'm daydreaming that I have something that produces $10 a month, covers all my overhead. I let go of that and the rest is play. And I look forward to multiplying my play money, mm-hmm. money. And you break it apart a little bit. There are things that I do that cover my base, but I do what I love for sure. Sometimes it's not the 100%, but I'll tell you it's a good 80 Mm-hmm. But I'm so clear on my non-negotiables that I don't even have those things. I don't have clients that are going to drain me. I don't have clients that don't show up. I have people pay me. Mm-hmm. They pay me. It's not a challenge. But did I used to have that? 100%. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I used to have that in seminars and workshops and helping people. No, 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 no. I help who I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said something yesterday that both Meadow and I were like, oh, interesting. Because we've, like you said, there's there's been a huge commodification of spirituality and the wellness industry and all these things. And there's so much out there. And even if it's with mm-hmm. good intention, there's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we speak specifically about manifestation and like the content that's on the internet around it, a lot of it is really anchored and hyper-focused in getting as specific as possible with like, you know, we've been talking about money with like the amount, the number. Mm -hmm. What do you, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I want to go back to another piece and I'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. You having discernment on Mm -hmm. what is really your growth or resistance when you're working on something. Mm-hmm. What other people tell you is, should I listen? Should I not? You know, yeah. all these different things that you started to say. I just, you know, when I write a book, writing a book, oh, it's a lot. You have, you have to stay consistent with it. Mm-hmm. But there's such a passion to it that even if you don't feel like doing it, you're still, you're motivated on another level to do it. You find the discipline to do it. Mm-hmm. It's very different than somebody telling you what to do and how you should feel where there's this pushback. Yeah. When there's that pushback, it's the same when you have high anxiety. If you have anxiety, it's just an opportunity to say, run like hell. <laughs> Don't stay. <laughs> Go. Run, run, yeah. run, run. Yeah. People yeah. say, no, I just, maybe I need to grow. Like, No. Lifting 200 pounds is going to hurt you. It's not building muscle. It's just stupid. Yeah. And there's just some things we do that it's like, no, stop going against yourself. Just right. stop it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and be at peace at being alone. Mm-hmm. You're not lonely. Just be at peace with that. Just, you know, people want to be around people that know how to make choices because they love themselves and you're a choice. You're not a default. right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to manifesting, back to your last question, I'm very clear that it's about my feelings. Mm -hmm. Because I could manifest a million dollars, but you have to feel that you're deserving of it. Mm -hmm. Right? Because when it goes to the secret, and it's something that I write about in Power Wishing, when the secret first came out, you know, like attracts like, and people have had very, very sad things happen to them in their lives. And many times people were coming, it's like, how could this have happened to me. I'm not that abuser. I'm not that person, but mm-hmm. like attracts like, like, what is it? And like, oh my gosh. I had to do just workshops yeah. on that. When it comes to money, you can visualize the Ferrari all day, all day. And then you get the red Ferrari. You're like, damn, this works, but you don't feel worthy of the Ferrari. You're going to crash it. Mm-hmm. It's going to break down. So for me, it's not about the amount of money. It's the value that you feel in making the money, in attracting the money. Mm -hmm. Because there are many people that have a lot of money and they have a lot of issues. Yeah, Money Mm -hmm. is not the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Money is just an energy. And the way that we feel connected to it is the way that it can produce for us. It's supposed to work for us. We're not supposed to work for the money. Mm -hmm. And so when we have the money and we feel valuable that we've earned it, but not by sacrificing, Mm -hmm. but it came in a flow. You know, I've stayed consistent, whatever it is, but the feeling you want to have with money, 
right now the feeling you have with money it's like so heavy and it's so part of your identity mm-hmm. and you know as an artist because you guys are artists also I'm an artist in my own way like you know what it's challenging even the work that I do some people call it spiritual work you're not supposed to make money doing it what are you talking about do you know how much money I've invested in myself mm-hmm. and in my work to sit here and say that I shouldn't get paid for it right no I'm mm-hmm. sorry and how many people in this industry do very, very well, 100%, and some that are fantastic teachers do very poorly financially mm-hmm. because there's a belief system that they're either doing God's work or some work and they shouldn't get paid for it. Why not? Right. You know. So I think you have to see that what you're doing, whether it's a podcast or, or anything else, you have to put the value to it. And when you put the value to it, you'll attract people that will financially value it. Okay. Well, I have a question about something that you said yesterday, because it validated (laughs) something that I always feel internally, but then I get met with these external messages or just, you know, the entrepreneurial mentality that's projected on the internet and hustle culture. And even just like the schools that I went to, the upbringing, I had all of this messaging just like compounds and throws itself at me and is like, you're not doing enough. And you said something yesterday about being an entrepreneur because something that I think that's really special about you and we've talked we talked about it for like a hot second in here is that you've been such a prime example in my life as somebody who and when I say this phrase with a grain of salt can do it all. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like you've just chosen to be you mm-hmm. and to do what feels right for you and that's lended itself to you being a successful entrepreneur and building amazing businesses and doing great leadership coaching. And then also simultaneously being this incredible, intuitive, emotional teacher and spiritual teacher. And that combo is not illuminated often enough, I Mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And so now with me stepping into this new part of my career, I think about that a lot because I see, Mm -hmm. I see myself in pieces of that. And being like, why can't I do these two things? Why can't these two things coexist? And yesterday you said something about the difference between choosing a path of least resistance and how that path is the path. Mm-hmm. And then also understanding that consistency, it's consistency, not mm-hmm. this hard work that's like meeting a wall in terms of business. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if we could dig into that a little bit because okay. I feel like that's, uh, that's something our listeners have, have written it about before. And I think Mm -hmm. about a lot. How can I have it all and do what I love? Yeah. How can I have it all and do what I love and make money and and make money and not feel as if the way, the only way to do that. The second part of the sentence doesn't matter. Okay. I'm really asking to be guided to have balance with what I love Mm -hmm. and be an entrepreneur and be financially secure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And saying that makes me feel, frankly, delusional so much of the time. Mm. Then you've got to work on why. Does that make you feel delusional? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? I just don't think I've, that's not what I saw growing up. Like I didn't see. um, But you saw a lot of good stuff to help support you to be a good businesswoman. That's my point. So when you talked about like what we talked about before about ancestors and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. sometimes we're trained to pull the worst of our family instead of the best. Yeah. 
And so when you maybe do a collage or when you do journaling, you know, only focus on what will support you for your manifestation. And mm. you almost have to be like a horse with blinders. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. But there is a core discipline to that mm-hmm. because you guys are very, you know, like, you, look, I could have a, a big social media presence. I don't. I'm not a social media. Your sister's going to help me. My daughter's going to get <laughs> kick my butt with this, and they should, you know, yeah. and, and, and I think it will be really nice. Nevertheless, I'm just not on social media. Mm-hmm. I don't have TVs, but I'm, I'm where I need to be, and I'm with people that I, you know, to talk to. The thing is, to me, it distracts me yeah. from being disciplined mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know my limitations too. I could go mm-hmm. into another playground that doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. A playground mm-hmm. that is competitive, a playground that's not going to support me to be my own person. Mm-hmm. I have my weaknesses, but I don't want them to become my highlight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I got to stay in my playground. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not being self-absorbed or, you know, I raised two amazing children, you know, and I think people that do the work that I do and you guys, as you grow, look at your families, look mm-hmm. at what you've mm-hmm. created, look at your home. If yeah. you don't have children yet, look at your home, look at your friends. That is the outside representation of who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the work has to be expressed, the work or your lifestyle expressed in how's your family environment. And it's not about everybody has to get along. It's maybe you don't talk to a few family members, but are you cursing them when you think about them Mm. or are you blessing them? Mm -hmm. Not everybody is meant to be together because we're blood. It doesn't mean that we have to be best buddies. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I've had to come to terms with. But Mm -hmm. I can bless our differences. I don't have to make them a representation of who I am as a person because I don't fit in the same way. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like one of the things to remember is what did you have from your childhood that could support you with where you want to be today? And by the way, where do you want to be today? And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be so specific. It has, it can be something like, you know, I just feel good. I'm looking at my calendar and it's full of things that I love to do. And by the way, I'm being paid a consultant fee that really supports my overhead. I just like, this is great. Mm-hmm. So we got to practice being where you want to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As if it's now, but we practice being where we don't want to be. And that is a discipline where Mm -hmm. I've gotten to in my life, you know, good, bad, and different, whatever, however anybody else wants to judge it. I love my life and I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of my children. I'm proud of my friends and I'm grateful to your mom, especially, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and all of it. Did I have my moments? Yes. Did I have to really have mental discipline not to go to places that felt comfortable because I just felt bad and sad. Mm -hmm. But I allow it. I give it a good 15 minutes. I still cry (laughs) almost every day with everything I've been through. And I allow it. I'll take my walks and I'll have a feeling go through me and I'll say, okay, you got a good 10 minutes, let it go. Mm Yeah. I bash shit too. And I give it its minutes. And I pretend that I put a plexiglass around me. I play with it. Putting a plexiglass around you because I just feel like bitching. So it's not about not doing something. It's yeah. the consciousness that you're doing it with. Mm-hmm. Right. It's you the have intention. every reason to be successful for what you love to do. Mm-hmm. Every reason. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. how are you defining that? 
Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. Is it the money? That's the first thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Is it doing what you love and trusting that you'll make money with that? I don't know. That's the thing. Cause for me, it's very clear what's this, what success means to me. And I'm, I am, and I've always been, and you said this to me when I was little, you were like, you were a really powerful emotional manifester. And I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. I am. It's the, it's the trust aspect that I miss mm. that I'm working on because it's, I, and I yourself know. or the process or the universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, in myself, in my capabilities okay. is where it's at. Cause I, I have such deep connection to what that feels like for me, what that success feels like for me and like the emotions. Okay. So let's talk about this for a minute Uh because this may be good for your audience also. So when you break something down, you know, about success, well, and I'm just playing with this. Mm -hmm. I think you both are fabulous. Okay. And you know, Gabby, you say, well, my capabilities, you know, Mm -hmm. I maybe had some doubts of my capabilities also, especially Mm -hmm. not finishing school, you know, the way that most people thought and all these Mm -hmm. different things. So because I felt insecure about being Mm -hmm. in maybe a boardroom with something with a bunch of people that were highly edgy, I would take different courses and things that I wanted to feel stronger about. Mm -hmm. You know, I did take some accounting and I did do this so I could Mm -hmm. feel more confident. It was for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So whatever you feel is your piece, make a plan with it. Don't overdo Mm -hmm. it either. Yeah. Because then you'll be what I write in power wishing, you know, you'll be paralyzed PBI called paralyzed by information. Like it's just too much, which mm-hmm. is another distraction of not yeah. getting anything done. You mm-hmm. know, the difference in our generations and what's really cool. Like I, one day bring Sophia and I on together, my daughter, yes. we wrote yes. a book and the book that we did write, which is back here is about two separate generations in a way, yeah. you know, and it was great because her perspective and my perspective it's a different approach. It doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. we're off. It's just a different approach. Mm -hmm. Right. And I learned a lot, but one of the things of my time, we didn't have the social media. We didn't even have internet. We didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. So you learn by conversations. You had to see people face to face. You had to wait for a telephone call. You had to go home to the answering machine to see if somebody called you. There was this kind of romance about Mm -hmm. getting to know yourself and another person but you guys have something really cool, which is you do have the internet. You do have social media. You have all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you don't take time to get to hear yourself, there'll be too much noise. Mm-hmm. And so if I were in your shoes, and speaking to Gabby and you, move, I would take three days and I'd go on a retreat by myself mm-hmm. without the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would just have a really great time with journaling and visioning. There's not a year that I don't leave for one time or twice a year by myself, because I believe that one week that I take by myself, I am anchoring a blueprint that could be for 10 years. Yeah. 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 And I just did that for the first time in a major, major Mm -hmm. way after the, I've always been a very spiritual girly, but the past couple of years, I've really come back to myself in such a blissful, beautiful way. And the last September, I went with three of my other friends that are very deeply into this too. We call ourselves the coven. Mm-hmm. We went to Sedona mm-hmm. and spent four days in bliss, mm-hmm. naked outside, mm-hmm. journaling, jumping on trampolines, mm-hmm. playing, touching the ground, walking mm-hmm. around. Like, 
And I told Gabby, I've said it many times on this podcast, I've come back a different person. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not different. I'm always the same, but I'm so much more me. I'm mm-hmm. so much more tapped into myself. It's mm-hmm. I I believe in that so strongly mm-hmm. to take the retreat. And I don't always do that because of those kind of preconceived stressors or the budgeting or not having mm-hmm. access. Like I made up all the stories and justifications why I shouldn't choose myself to do that while justifying other things when like we all know if you want to make it happen, you can. And ever since prioritizing that, I told myself I'll never not do that again. Like I will make that a priority at least once a season. Mm-hmm. It yeah. rocked my world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rocked my world. But even if you don't have the opportunity of time or finances and this is where you know, somebody is out with it. What about in your own house? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. What about just not being on social media for two hours a day? Right. And take that as your time to just plan your blueprint, plan your world. Or we do no social media weekends. You yeah. Know, on the weekends, you can't be on your phone or whatever it is. Yeah. Or actually you can have the phone right next to you. And it's really cool that it's just not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even better. Yeah. Like, but, but it, you know, you want to be interesting to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be happy and exciting to yourself. And that takes some time. Like just yeah. look at yourself as if you're learning more about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I took up painting, you know, I mean, that was my way of having a meditation because yeah. my thoughts were just so intense that I just needed to pick up a paintbrush and just yeah. use another part of my brain. Yeah. Life is supposed to be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Gentle in our thoughts, gentle in the way we treat ourselves. We're harsh about what we eat, what time we got up, what time we went to bed. How much time did we do this? Did we call somebody? Am I doing enough? Am I making enough money? I don't know. If I would have talked to this person, maybe it would have been different. But then if I would have gone out with the other person, maybe I would have met the other person that could have helped me get this and that. I mean, it's just like unbelievable. The inside of my brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, but that's using your imagination, right? Mm-hmm. It so is. You see where yeah. you went? Yeah. yeah. Doing what you love is powerful, but there's discipline, there's consistency, and there's a timeline that you give yourself to stay on top of it, and mm-hmm. then you can make a choice. But sometimes, I don't know if people really give it a fair opportunity to blossom like a relationship. Yeah. Right. It's too quick to say, mm, this person I don't like. I don't, how do you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Lost for words. Both of us. <laughs> I know. Well, no, I have true. so many, I have so many other things that I want to go into with you, but now you're just going to have to come back again. Yes. <laughs> come Very back with sweet. Sophia. You know, what would be beautiful that I could see really resonating is if you came back and we did a Q and a with our audience for you. I oh, think I, I, I actually eat that up. Love Q and A's. Yeah. I don't come. I prepped. love that. I would love okay. for people to share. I would love for Let's do it. your audience to give me examples, mm-hmm. like yes. let's play it out. Let's just, yes. let's just work right through it right then in five minutes Yes, just to see how, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Simplicity to mm-hmm. me is intelligence, right? It is. It really is. Keep it clean. Cut out the commercials. Mm-hmm. Stay speaking about what you do want to manifest as a choice, not as a need, not as a want. Realize that you are in an energetic, spiritual beautiful miracle that is in a physical body. You already are enough. You've already done it. The rest is just play. Mm -hmm. And the more that you play and the more that you love yourself 
you will be responsible, you will be accountable, you will succeed, it will become easier. And the challenges we have is sometimes lack of trust, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So then focus on that. Mm -hmm. Just go for a walk for an hour and be completely intuitive. If you want to turn left, turn right. If you want to do this, just play, just play. Just start Mm -hmm. teaching your body that you are going to to trust more of your intuition. And by the way, the universe is just a mirror of you. Mm-hmm. It's not a God. It's not some supernatural power. It is mirroring you. It is giving back to you. It is there to serve you with so much love, mm-hmm. but it is there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the universe has your back, it's that you have your back. Mm-hmm. You always have said that, and I, you're the first person I ever heard say that of the universe's life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I have thought about that several times this year and said, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what, the, what was oh, I thinking? Yeah. You know, yeah. but then, you know, you come back and then you kind of go like, you know, I'm having a great life experience, even though sometimes yeah. it comes in ways that maybe I would have liked to sometimes differently. Some of us mm-hmm. all do, but then you look back and you go like, couldn't have been here any other way. It's so, I, I, it's hard to say that to people obviously in the moment, but so much of that with grief too. Like I was thinking about it last night. I would never trade my dad and losing Mm -hmm. him at 17 for anything. Mm -hmm. Like I have the fiercest guardian angel. I have the most beautiful Mm -hmm. life. I love what I'm doing. I had the best dad in the entire world. If I got 17 years with it, oh my God, how lucky was I? Mm -hmm. Like that was so much more than enough. I would not trade it for, I, so happy with how everything happened. Yep. Yeah. And grateful for And there's it. usually so, so much discomfort. I remember mm-hmm. when my abuela died when I was like in the fifth grade. Yeah. And and it was tragic. And it was and it, yeah, I don't I never I don't think I've talked about that mm-hmm. on here. But I remember my cousins at the time were living in Puerto Rico and they came and spent like a long time what felt like a long time to me at the time Mm -hmm. at my mom's house. And we were like in the same bedroom and I was sleeping on an air mattress and this whole Mm -hmm. thing. And I remember very quickly after her passing, having this thought of like, if she hadn't passed, I wouldn't have had this time with my cousins. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling so guilty that Mm -hmm. I'd even had that thought. Yeah. Cause I couldn't, I mean, I was in the fifth grade. I like couldn't grasp it and comprehend it, but I've never forgotten that. And I've never forgotten that feeling. And even that, for adults, feeling. the guilt that comes with grief is a whole other thing to unpack. Like, that's a real part of the process. Mm-hmm. The first time I laughed, the first time I went through an entire day mm-hmm. without thinking of him and that I caught it, mm-hmm. how could I? How could I experience the bliss in a joyful day without honoring someone that's not here anymore? Like, the guilt that comes with that is a real part of being in it. Yeah. You and know, it's really it. interesting, it's so and, and I know we're going to close up, but... Mm-hmm. What I really got from these last deaths is about trusting love. And what about this was yeah. their timing? And what about it wasn't supposed to be any other way for them? Right. And us accepting them for their choices of the way they right. chose to leave. Yeah. And when you spend more time with yourself, with an introspect, you just are in this state of allowing with others. Mm. The, the guilt is just a form of manipulation. It has nothing to right. do with the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, your grandmother, knowing her, would be celebrating that you had that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Celebrating that this was, mm-hmm. she was a catalyst for that. Mm-hmm. And so what you just shared, Gabby, what you just shared, this is what I'm languaging of blessing and not cursing. Yes. Yeah. It yes. doesn't take away the deep pain. It doesn't take away 
that dark night of the soul of questioning mm-hmm. what you could have done, what didn't do, the last words, all these different things. But that's a part of the process. And I don't think when, when father of my children, when they passed away, who we all miss, you know, and went through the last words and the last this and the last that, that's normal. And some people will say, well, you'll get over it. I don't think you ever get over stuff. I think you learn how to live with it differently and not allowing it to own you. Yep. And you should feel proud and you should feel blessed that you can expand from that experience in a way that also honors the other person Mm -hmm. by blessing your life Mm -hmm. because that's what transcends. And since we're all connected, the blessing you're giving me today by sharing with you all and sharing with your audience in such a, that's such a sacred space for you guys because you love your people, you know, blessing me is blessing you, is blessing them, and then they bless other people through their day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just blessings that continue to pass. And the simplest thing, we keep it so high tech, the simplest thing of just acknowledging another human being mm-hmm. in a building, good morning, that they're seen. You don't know how people are seen or not seen. Maybe they never have been hugged in years. Yeah. An unhoused person. Do you know how many people avoid eye, eye contact with them? Yes. It's yeah. so powerful to see yeah. people. It's so, it's so, it's yeah, beautiful. It's so true. And now it's there's so another level of comfort because after, you know, yeah. people being indoors not to get out, you know, if right. I have phone calls, I want Zoom. I want to see a piece of mm-hmm. you. you know, I want to connect with you. I want to feel because I'm intuitive. I am a visual person and mm-hmm. I don't want to be in my head when I'm sharing with you. I want to be mm-hmm. in the moment sharing and appreciating this. And I do very much. And I thank As you guys. Oh, thank, thank you. We're so happy. Thank this you so much really for being sweet. here. This was thank so exciting. I'm so yeah. grateful. I can't wait for more. Yeah. I'm so grateful. <laughs> you want to come back. I can't wait. 100%. But you know what? Let everybody ask me questions. Let's bring oh, yeah. some yes. real live, you know, examples. Examples. Yes. Bring it on. No prepping. Just in the moment. And let's just play. And, oh, and so remind excited. people to practice being themselves, that they are accepted and loved for who they are. Thank you. You heard it here first. Send them send them in, babies. Mm-hmm. 100%. Thank you. Okay. Love you guys. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV Familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.